here's an interesting concept that um, should be looked in further to. Jesus is alerted by his disciples that there are people casting out demons in, in his name. And Jesus told them not to stop the people doing it because if they're, for, if, they're, if they're with them, then they're not against them. We then later on a couple of chapters, he sends them out. And then when they come back, he said that he saw Satan fall like lightning. And he told them that not to be excited about having power to do the great deeds, but that their names were written in the book, in God's book, in the last book of life. Could we assume, could we gather, could we put together the fact that these people understand the uniqueness of the situation? These people, pre the resurrection of Jesus, is doing the work of Christ before he resurrected. They are casting out demons and it's seemingly they're being successful because it caught the eyes of the disciples who at the time could not do it themselves. Who at the time would became envious because these people are working the works of Christ without even Christ, without even him telling him we've learned that some things are taught and some things are just caught. Maybe they caught on to how to operate in the power of God and use the name of God and in, in obedience to Christ, work the work of Christ without even being told. And Jesus told him, the disciples not to stop them, not to stop the work that they're doing because they are not against us. They are for us, even though they're not a part of our group, even though they're not a part of our, you know, uh, 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 our close-knit community, they are still doing the work of God. Has this been recorded in any other point in time in history before Jesus that man was able to confront the demonic in the spirit, supernatural, and prevail? I am not certain of any instance where man confronted evil in the spiritual sense, contended and prevailed before Jesus. Now, this is unique. Not saying that we should rely on power only. Not saying that we shouldn't rely on fellowship and relationship with God because those things are foundational. But the fact that you can grow in the faith, watch Jesus walk, watch his communion with the Father, watch how he uh, interacted with God and learn from his lifestyle to duplicate that same lifestyle in your life and get the exact same results. We as sons, we as Christians, we as a, 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 a people of God must spread the message more so than what we say, but in our lifestyle so that others can see our relationship with God, our works in God, our, our how we, how we, how we, our routine in God, duplicate that 
and receive the same benefit. So if God wasn't with them like the sons of Sceva, it would not have worked. It would not have worked and the disciples probably wouldn't have cared too much to rebuke them because whatever they were doing wasn't even being effective. But the fact that it got their attention because it was being effective. Our lives must be effective. God is not passive. God is not uh, without hands. He is not, you know, inept. He can do. He can operate. He can work. And this cursed world that's around us, what we're used to seeing, is not the norm. The norm is what God does in what we consider the miracles. Because creation must uh, respond to God. And we being his children, should not creation respond the same way? Should not the princes of the king get the same respect as the king? If living in the right, the right manner. Should we not? We must strive to be Christ-like in every sense of the word. Truly being clothed in righteousness to the point, being not satisfied with goosebumps, being not satisfied with a great day, being not satisfied with just a feeling, but looking to him who is our hope and consider that we must walk in righteousness until, until, until God is manifested. We walk, we seek, we change, we circumcise, we wash, we transform our mind until God is manifested, until his glory comes, until he looses, he, he affirms, he brings in, he speaks over until we don't just do it. We consistently press in until he is manifested. And in that manifestation, we're invited to press harder, to go further, saying, yes, continue until. So let's not be weary in our well-doing. Let us not be discouraged because the promise is available to all those who believe. The scriptures is true. The scriptures is true. God will respond to the person who turns away from their sins and turn to him, who says, God, I am not okay. You are not okay with me. You are not okay with my lifestyle. Repent, therefore. Turn from your sins and turn to God. In your repentance, God will not... What does the Bible say? A broken spirit and a contrite heart, he will not despise. But when we're proud, when we say we know everything, we got it all together, when we say that we don't need him because we got life figured out having not a clue... He resists the proud, but gives grace to the lowly. A broken and contrite heart, he will not despise. He said, return to me with weeping and mourning, with fasting. Return 
return. His desire is for that we return to him. There is no place so far off that you cannot return. Just like when you miss an exit, when you pass a street, you are able to whip that thing around, provided you get in the proper lane, provided you use the right signals, you make it, you wait till the proper, and you turn around and get back on track. It takes the decision to decide, I will turn. And if you can't, you can still say, I desire to turn. Give me the strength to turn. I want the desire to turn. I want the desire for righteousness. If you don't know, if you have the, you know, the things that you lack, you can ask for. Sin, we are going to find out when we stand before Jesus that the measure of pleasure that sin offers is absolute scam. It is absolutely, mm, it doesn't add up because there is pleasure in sin. That's why men sin, because men like to sin. But the weight of the pleasure of sin versus the weight of righteousness in the end, it, it's not even gonna measure up. It's not even gonna measure up. In this present life, it's, it's, it's not even gonna measure up. We can see it now. When we turn from our sin and start to live righteousness according to, according to the word of God, you will notice God gives you pleasure. His pleasure is so much better. But we have to turn. We have to turn. A good saying was said um, in our Bible study that to make it to hell, you have to walk there. You have to choose to go there. You have to consciously choose, I want to spend eternity in damnation. You gotta choose it. Is this life that precious to us? Is this life the, the 30, 50, 60, 80, 90, even 115 years that we may live on this earth? Is it worth eternity? When you think about it, think of the people who, 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 who rejected God and have lived in sin. Or just think of people of old. Just think of people in old, of old. What, are, what do we say? The founding fathers, if you will. In the 1700s, what is that? Three, four, 300 years ago, who lived in sin. If they lived in sin, those guys are in hell. Still, till this day. Think about it. 300 years and they haven't even cracked the surface to eternity. Think about it. You know, if you go into the Bible, the evil kings back in those days, what? Two, 25, possibly, maybe 25, 26, 2700 years ago, give or take a few hundred. If we're adding, because, you know, biblical timeline, um, you know. But just to say, let's just say for a round number 3,000. 3,000 years, okay? Let's just say an evil person who died 3,000 years ago is in hell to this day, who rejected God, who would not live for God, is in hell to this day. It doesn't matter. 3,000 to eternity is still small. It, so, we, we will never live 3,000 years on this earth in our natural bodies right here, right now. But, 
think about what eternity means. There are people that we know who have died in sin and they are in hell to this day and years have passed. People have died in the 80s that we've known that were in sin, that are in hell to this day. In the 90s that we know that are in hell to this day. See where we're going with this? In the 2000s that are in hell to this day. We're talking 20, 30, 40 years in hell to this day. In the 2010s in hell to this day. Even in these, these this, this is the year 2021, uh, if, 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 it, if we don't know. Uh, uh, going into 2022, but in the in the, the, the this year here, people who've rejected God have passed, and that are in hell. To, they have started their journey. Let that not be us, for whatever sake, unrighteousness. God help us, you know, uh, 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 unbelief. God help us. He can help us with anything, if we are willing to submit and turn. Repentance is available until God says it isn't. As long as you're breathing, repentance is available. Unless you grieve the Holy Spirit. But that's a whole other topic. But if you want to live in righteousness, you are available. It is available to you. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Lord Jesus Christ, when he was on the cross, looked all the way from that time into eternity, picked this year, whenever, who, who's ever hearing this, saw you, thought of you, and for your sins from the time you were born until you hear this, and maybe until you die, he paid that cost. Will you accept that payment? It will cost you now righteousness, your identity, the things you think you own, and you know, you think, yeah, he runs it all. Believe it or not, God runs everything. He saw you and he died for those sins. Let us not make that sacrifice in vain. Repent, for he died for you. Our lives aren't so precious that we can't give it back to Jesus who will only make our lives even better don't be deceived don't let society don't let your friends don't let your family don't let your circumstance don't let your past your past don't even let your own thoughts deceive you because our hearts is up above all deceitful and desperately wicked we can't even trust our own selves because we will betray our own selves. That's why we need Jesus. That's why we need the Holy Spirit who knows the standard of what righteousness is, who knows what the standard of holiness is. The Bible says that the Lord knows the way of the righteous and the way of the ungodly will perish. God knows the way in both sense of the word. He knows the way like he can lead you to the way and he knows the way if you think you're righteous and you're absolutely not, you ain't fooling him because he knows you're, you are not, because let me use my proper English, you are not fooling him because he knows the way. 
And what does the way of the ungodly do? They will perish. He is the way. Yes, the way is narrow. Yes, the way doesn't look like what we think the way is. Yes, the way is way off of what everybody thinks the way is. But the narrow path is the path that, that's to life. I, I say this a lot. Think about the universe. The universe is vast in, in its expanse. The universe is humongous. We really don't even know where the edge of the universe is. There are plenty of planets and stars in the universe. And the Earth, right where it is, is the only inhabitable planet that we live on. It is, this is the narrow path. Think about it. Life, it happens on the narrow path. There is darkness everywhere. There is life in the narrow path. Understand that we even have our dark days here. But there is life in the narrow path. In the narrow path is life. If we move too much to the left, the earth is unhabitable. Too much to the right, the earth is unhabitable. Too too much forward, the earth is inhabitable. Too too far back, the earth is inhabitable. We are in the perfect position in the narrow path, in the narrow way, in our little orbitation that we take, a little orbit orbitation, a little orbit that we take around the sun, we are perfectly positioned. Why weren't we the number two planet? Why weren't we the number seven planet? Why weren't we the number five planet? No, we are perfectly positioned to the place that we are because the narrow path is the path that we that, that is that is for life. And God made it that way to let us know even in creation I made the narrow path. Even in creation I made the narrow path so that you can know that life happens in the narrow path. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is controlling it. Look around and see. He controls everything. We can't assume, like we see in some of the media things that we see on the internet, that, that, that the devil and Jesus are arm wrestling. It's not even the case. Not even the case. You see how the devil always must exalt himself? He is, it is not even the case. He is beneath, under, okay? When God speaks, he has to answer to God. He has to answer. He has to ask for permission. It ain't like he get to do what he wants to do. Only time he gets to run wild, if God says you can run wild. If God says no, he has to answer to. He can't. He cannot. That's what it is. The devil is subjected. He does not have the same. There is no equal. He's not equal with Jesus. And they used to be brothers. That's some nonsense. Anyway, moving on. Life in the narrow path, in the narrow way. And remember, righteousness, the whole point of this was to say that righteousness in Christ is the only way to life. Repentance of sin is the only way to Christ. And righteousness in Christ is the only way to life. Repent from sin to get to Christ. And in Christ to lead you to righteousness. And in your righteousness, you can be in the narrow path, which would lead you to life. It, we have to drop our identity. Who are we anyway? Who are we trying to be anyway? We trying to be like somebody else who's 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 worshiping the devil? Like, it's ridiculous. It, it blows my mind when I look around and I see these older guys in their 30s and 40s trying to mimic those in the media, the, 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 the music industry, these young teens and 20-year-old boys. You, you, you do, uh, how messed up the, 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 the entertainment system is trying to warp our minds. Watch how we are. 
you got a kid telling you how to dress, how to act, how to talk, how to wear your hair, what good shoes to buy, this is ridiculous. We, if, you, if, if the older are supposed to be training up the younger and how to be, not the opposite way around. But anyway, righteousness, let's get back to the point that righteousness is the only way to life. God knows the way of the righteous. And, and another thing is, his eye, the Bible says that the eyes of the Lord are actually on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. That is a promise that is, that is a beautiful promise. That when we work on our lives to make it righteous, God starts to watch you and he starts to listen to you. Oh God, this is, this is difficult. I'm, I'm struggling with this. He's listening to you. He's watching you and he's listening to you. Don't you want the creator of all things, the source of all life to, to pay attention to you? You must be righteous. Why do people feel like God isn't around? He's so absent from everything because we're unrighteous. We have, we have sinned so much and turned our backs so far from God. He don't want to have nothing to do with this. But his eyes are on the righteous. He's paying attention to the righteous. And if you don't think that God is in your life, maybe you should check your level of righteousness. Because if he's not moving in your life or listening to your prayers, that doesn't mean he, he doesn't exist. Maybe you're just a little too unrighteous for him to pay you an attention. Because if he has to pay attention and sees your unrighteousness, now he's got to judge you according to your unrighteousness. And maybe he doesn't want to do that because you might hear this message and say, I need to check my righteous level and get myself together. Repentance can lead to righteousness. Repentance leads us to Jesus and Jesus will help us be righteous. Plain and simple. There is absolutely no other way. We can't do it by Buddha. We can't do it by Muhammad. We can't do it by Krishna. We can't do it by any other millions of gods. Think about this. They have so many millions of gods and not one of them can help them out. It's ridiculous. Million, hundreds or millions or however many gods there are that they worship. How many of them actually help them? How many actually help them? We have a God who's powerful, who's smart, who's everywhere. Who says, the, what sacrifice I want from you, I want you to change your heart. I, I, I want you to change your lifestyle. Why? So that I can get close to you and show you what real power is, what real righteousness is, what, what, what really happens when you start to speak the words of God. That's, that, that's amazing. It's the life that we should all strive for. And if you're not there, guess what step one is? Repentance. You gotta quit being prideful and repent. Listen, I've been faking, I've been phony, I've been flaky, I've been inconsistent, I've been prideful, I've been this, I've been that, I repent. Now stop doing it and go to the righteous way. Your repentance leads you to Jesus and Jesus will lead you to righteousness. There is no other way. He knows it. He knows it. Crack that Bible open and start to read it. Help me to understand it because these words I don't get. He will, he will help you. There's so many people. Let me tell you, there are so many people that have great access to God and may not know all the actual terminology of the Bible. They may not be able to go through the, the genealogies of Jesus Christ from, from Adam to Jesus. 
Jesus and, and so on and so forth, but they have access to God because they've repentance and they're trying to live in righteousness. You don't gotta be a scholar. You don't need a PhD. You don't need to have your own church. You just need to live righteousness in humility, not having your own standard of what righteousness is, not you taking a sticker, a band-aid and just pop it on there. Oh yeah, that's righteous. You can't do that. You have to do it God's way. Repentance leads to Jesus and Jesus will lead us to righteousness. Let's remember that people because it's the only way to life. We are all trying to be satisfied, secure, and we're trying to live. We're trying to live. And if you really want to live your best life, it's not the way you think it is. Your best life living is living for Jesus. Store your treasures in heaven. What moth or dust cannot destroy, what thieves can't break in and steal. Live righteously because Jesus is the way to righteousness. God bless you.